1: As a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, all of your gifts are tax deductible. So go out to our website, www.whenchristianspeak.com. God bless you.
0: Listen to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio. On Blog Talk Radio, iHeartRadio, Speaker.com, all of our broadcasts are available as podcasts through SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, Blueberry.com, Zoom.com, Stitcher.com, Lisbon.com, and BlogTalkRadio.com. To listen to our broadcast by phone, dial 646-478-0660. Again, that number is 646-478-0660. Go visit and like our Facebook page, When Christians Speak Talk Radio. Also be sure to check out Christians Against Suicide and Depression. It's a page dedicated to sharing God's love, encouragement, and hope. There are prayer warriors standing by to receive prayer requests, doing intercession for those under attack by the lie and deception of the devil. We know that the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. But praise God, Jesus came to set the captives free.
1: Hey family, welcome to another hour of Declaring the Finished Work. This is your host, Pat Randall. Just excited to be with you again this Thursday as they roll around faster and faster. But praise God, I am really focusing on learning how to live outside of time with God and not be a clock watcher, but just to be present in each moment and be able to live in the now amen well this week i will be playing i will be re-airing an old broadcast from 2015 and it's entitled are we resting in god are not are we but are you resting in god amen so before i begin if you didn't join me last week for the broadcast. Please go back, go out and listen, you know, grab hold of the podcast. And uh, it was my daughter and I, Minister Jordana, we talked, of, we shared some of the revelation that we have received through a good word, a good word in the right season, in the right moment and how it has the, the power to transform your life and move you into that next Place. Amen. So before I start the re airing of this broadcast, I just want to share something that um, a good word that I heard from um, Pastor Sarah Jakes Roberts. And um, she shared that we are a mixture of two things. Now we talk about Well, the scripture actually talks about the spirit and the flesh and that the the flesh wars against the spirit because the flesh wants, always wants the opposite of what the spirit wants. And we have to move into a place where our spirit man is in charge and it causes our flesh to come into submission, amen, to our spirit man. So this is um, what, how Sarah Jakes explains this. She says, we are a mix of two things. And when a situation arises, we see which one rises to the situation. Sometimes when we are co- conflicted, we usually run instead of trying to understand why we are conflicted. Amen? Amen. So the truest test of authenticity is not who we are when we are isolated, but can we maintain who we are no matter where we go and no matter what the circumstance is. Amen. So this is a great reminder uh, to us how important it is uh, not to wait until something happens for us to start Uh, confirming scriptures over our lives, but this has to be a daily lifestyle for us that we wake up in the morning confessing uh, God's good words over our lives and confessing our identity so that when we go out in the world and all these things are coming at us, the world is very busy and it's busier now than ever and especially with technology now. So we have to be fortified. We have to put on the full armor of God before we go out into this world system. Amen. So that we are prepared. We're not blindsided. We're prepared because living our truest identity is a lifestyle for us. Amen. So be blessed by today's re-airing of Are you resting in God? God bless you. Welcome to another hour of declaring the mighty work that God has completed through his son, Christ Jesus. And this finished work are promises, promises and and an inheritance for the children of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matthew 6:33 says but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you this is a well known scripture and most people can quote it without having to read it from the scriptures because it is a very familiar scripture like John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Amen. But how many of us know that a scripture can be familiar to us? We can repeat it, know it verbatim. Because we've rehearsed it so many times, but yet the fullness of understanding is not there. The eyes of our understanding haven't been enlightened to see what the Lord is truly speaking to us. We see it as a principle that if we seek God first and His righteousness, Then all the other things, the things that we think are so important, the things in the natural realm that we're concerned about, that the Lord knows that we have need of them and he will add them unto us. But actually being able to live your life from a place where you're always seeking first the kingdom of God that's another matter and it's a process for us it's a process for us because we've got so many things in our lives that are always buying for uh, our attention and Distractions that are always coming, and, and the, the things of the world, the distractions in the world, and the attacks of the enemy, his deception, his lies, how he uses people who don't understand that they're being used. We have all these things going on, and sometimes we don't realize that we're not seeking the kingdom of God first. Because we're so consumed with other things. Even sometimes if you're doing ministry. Even ministry can come before God. Our service to God can come before God himself. And God is a jealous God. And he wants to be in relationship with us. He wants that intimacy. So praise God. That's not my um, topic for today. Actually I'm going to be looking at rest. The scripture tells us there remains a rest. In Hebrews it says there remains a rest for the people of God. And so we're going to be looking at that today. And I probably knowing how quickly this hour goes, will not be able to to get through it all, but we're going to just over maybe a several week period just look at that. Look look at what it means to be in this place of resting in God. And the truths that are revealed in the scriptures that will be what we have to... Build our faith on in order to enter into that rest. Praise God. Amen. Amen. So before I get too far into the program, I am going to pray. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We glorify your name. We are alive today and we are grateful. We are grateful to be here. We are grateful because we are the sons of a, and daughters of a most high God. We are grateful because our lives are hid in Christ and we are seated in heavenly places with him. Hallelujah. We are grateful because you are with us and you will never leave us and you will never forsake us. We are grateful because you give your angels charge over us, lest we even dash our foot against a stone. You are always there. We are grateful for your unconditional love that you so love the world, that you would send your only begotten son, Christ Jesus, into this earth. Hallelujah to secure salvation from us, to put us in right standing before you. We're thankful that we boldly come now. Confidently we come into your presence, not being persecuted or condemned by a guilty conscience, but knowing that the price for sin has been paid by our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus, that he has clothed us with the robes of righteousness. He has made us a member of a royal priesthood. Glory to God. And we are joint heirs with him. We are now the beloved. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And he spoke saying that the glory that his father had given to him, that he was giving to us. So the glory of God is once again upon us. That which was stolen in the Garden of Eden has been given, has been taken back and given to us. Hallelujah. And we are clothed in the glory of God. Father, we thank you for this broadcast today. We thank you for your precious Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Come during this hour and minister to us. Lord, we are all in the same boat trying to get across the same river. There are no great men of God and great women of God. We are your children. We are the sheep of your pasture. Everything, any good thing that we do, we do it because you're Spirit is living on the inside of us, causing us to do good work, and we thank you. We understand that we are the created, and you are the creator, and we thank you that everything that we have, every gift, every talent, every ability, it is because you have created us to be able to walk in these things. We thank you for being our provider, Jehovah Jireh, everything that we have need of. You are our healer, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Your presence is a presence of healing in our lives. It heals our minds and our emotions and our physical bodies. So we thank you. Minister to us today, Holy Spirit. We need to hear from the Lord God Almighty. Give us revelation, knowledge. Open the eyes of our understanding that we may see Jesus as he really is. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That we are changed from glory to glory by the living word of God. And we thank you. We thank you for this time. And we praise you. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You deserve the glory.
2: And the honor I lift my hands in worship And I bless your holy name You deserve the glory, yes And the honor I lift my hands in worship And I bless your holy name For you are great You do miracles so great There is no one else like you There is no one else like you For you are great you do miracles so great. There. Is-
1: Bless the name of the Lord hallelujah am i resting in the lord and this this is a journey that i have been on for the past several years i would say the past 3 4 years at least 4 years i've been on this journey of really coming into a place of understanding this place of rest and i am still on the journey we are so conditioned from this world that this place of rest can be a place that eludes us. We can have moments of it, uh, moments of resting in this place with God, but we haven't been able to actually just stay there. And what I'm finding that as I continue to meditate and read the Word of God concerning who he is and all these things that our Lord and Savior has done and this finished work, I am experiencing extended times of resting. And then I will have moments when something will come against my focus and crying out for attention, and saying that this is more important, and you need to do something about it, and you need to be concerned about it, that's tugging at me, trying to remove me from that place of rest. And in actuality, this is a promised place. So we have been actually placed in it. It's like... Whether we experience it or not, we have been, through our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus, he has established us in this place of rest. And our job is to labor to see this place, to see it uh, expressed in our lives and how we live our lives and how we think and how we process the things that we encounter in this life and in this this broken world that we live in. Well, this morning, the email that I sent out, I have a personal email that I usually send out once a week just uh, to people that I, I know, family and friends to remind them about the broadcast, and I usually try to send an encouraging word to them. It says, Blessed be the name of the Lord. If you are reading this, then you are alive, praise God. So I want to say, if you're listening to this broadcast, praise God, you are alive. This is a new day, a new beginning, and with a divine focus, we can see all that the Lord has prepared for us in this day. This day is not only new, but it is unique. Sometimes we feel that today is a repeat of yesterday because our routines are the same. If every snowflake that falls to the earth is different from the other, how much more? Each day that we live is unique. It is perspective. Is your perspective changing? The word perspective was first used in the, fourth, in the 14th century and referred to an optical glass such as a telescope. It was derived from the Latin word perspectus, meaning to look through and see clearly. When we look at our day, are we looking at it through the mind of Christ or through our carnal mind with its limitations and its propensity toward the negative? Every day, we are changing whether we take notice or not. We are either growing closer to God or more distant in our heart. Guard your heart, for out of it comes the issues of light. Protect it with the word of God, which is the spirit of God. Have an expectation to see the uniqueness in each day. And be grateful that the Lord of the universe has created a world and a life that we need not become bored Indifferent and even sometimes hopeless, life in the Lord is exciting, and his surprise and he surprises us with his many unique expressions of who He is. Don't lose being in awe of our Almighty God. Don't lose the thirsting after him. He loves us in a way that we cannot love Him, and it never changes. There is no bearableness or changing in this love. So as we explore the place of rest in the Lord, our perspective, as we study the Word of God, we're studying it so that our perspective, is being changed, so that we start to see things, that we we start to look through the eyes of God and see our day as it progresses. Amen. Glory to God. If you're just joining me, I want to encourage you to just download the podcast so that you can make sure that you get the message in its entirety, the broadcast in its entirety, because we're going to be continuing on this journey of resting in the Lord. I believe, well, I know in my heart that this is an important place for us to be. We are far too stressed out and too anxious as children of God we have allowed the dictates and the atmosphere of this world to shape how we make decisions, how we move through our day. Because in a place of rest, it also means that it's a place of peace. It's a place of love. It's it's a place of serenity because it's inside. This place that I'm talking about is Inside this place of rest, there can be storms raging all about you. I got this image of Jesus in the boat with the disciples when the storm started on the on the sea. And the boat is rocking and the winds are blowing. And the disciples are now becoming terrified because they're out in the middle of this sea these waters and no land hallelujah to be seen and the storms are raging and Jesus is lying in the boat sleeping now he's resting he's resting and it had nothing to do what was going on around him and the Lord has secured this place for us that we are able to rest Even in the midst of a storm, he spoke to the storm and said, peace be still. And the storm stopped. But he did that on behalf of the disciples. They were afraid. They were calling him. Master, don't you even care that we're going to perish Sometimes we get into that place. So much is going on in our lives, and so many things are coming against us, and we think whatever the troubles are, family troubles, financial troubles, job troubles, and it's like, God, can't you see this going on? Do you care? So he spoke to that storm on behalf of this the, the disciples because he was resting. He was in that place of rest, which was an internal rest. Had nothing to do what was happening on the outside of him in that natural realm. Praise God. So I'm going to start in Hebrews, and this first verse is in chapter four, because in this chapter it talks about the the rest that remains for the people of God. Talks about the Israelites. Uh, During their time of being delivered, of being saved, it was a salvation that took place on behalf of the Israelites. Because they had been in slavery slavery for hundreds of years and just abused and mistreated for hundreds of years. And the Lord had mercy on, on them. He heard their cries. And they weren't necessarily crying unto him. Because they had gotten involved in idol worship and and a bunch of other things. But they were crying out from their sufferings, And the Lord, it says, the Lord heard their cries. He had mercy. And he brought a Savior into their situation. And it came in the form of Moses. And he led them out of Egypt. So this is um, this whole chapter is discussing that place of rest because the promised land in the Old Testament actually represents a place of rest, because what was in the promised land in the natural It was described as being a place of milk and honey. Everything that they needed was there. There were uh, wells that had already been dug. It was a finished work. It was a type of a finished work. And the Lord was providing this as an inheritance for them. Glory. Let me start reading the scripture. So this is Hebrews 4. Chapter 4, and I'm starting in verse 1, and this I am reading, this verse I'm reading out of the Amplified. It says, therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still holds and is offered today, let us be afraid to distrust it, lest any of you should think he has come too late and has come short." of reaching it what this verse is really saying that when we get into a place of distrust where we don't trust the promises of God then it leads to the kind of thinking that he has come too late or has come short it takes you into that place of doubt and lack Not being provided for. This word promise here, the Greek word, it means a promised good or blessing. The Vines further breaks it down and says that this word was only used, is only used for the promises of God. It frequently represents the thing that is being promised. And so it signifies a gift graciously bestowed, a gift that's graciously given, not earned, but given. It's not a pledge secured by negotiation. Amen? This is a gift graciously given. His rest is a gift graciously given. When someone gives you a gift, it's freely given. There's no requirements attached to it. I'm going to give you a gift, but first you've got to do this. This same Greek word appears in Acts 1-4 when it talks about the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, ye have heard of me. Wait for the promise. The Holy Spirit is a promise. The Lord said that he's leaving, but his Father is sending the Holy Spirit. Spirit. He's sending the Comforter. That was a promise. So just as the coming of the Holy Spirit into us was a promise, so is this place of rest in Him. Hebrews three and four, this these two chapters where it's talking about rest for the people of God and about the Israelites not entering into the promised land, but. It refers to the promised land as the place of rest. And as we know that the Old Testament was types and shadows that was to be revealed in the New Testament. So God was expressing through natural channels things that we would inherit, hallelujah, Spiritually, in Hebrews, let's backtrack to the, the end of chapter 3, the chapter before this. It says, but with whom was he grieved 40 years? He's talking about the Israelites. Was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? And to whom swear he that they should not enter into his wrath? but to them that believed not. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. The truth that is being revealed, you cannot enter into this place of rest with unbelief. And you may be thinking at this very moment How do I get through this unbelief that I have? This unbelief that's causing me not to be able to rest, to rest inside, to find peace in my mind, to be able to lie down at night and have a sweet sleep, to be able to trust and know that it is well, that no matter what I'm being challenged with, in this present day, that my God will supply all my need according to his riches in glory. How do I get to that place? And this is some of the things we're going to just track down because I realize there's just no way that I could do an exhortation because there's so much to this truth. And I know that God wants you to rest. He wants you to rest in him. I'm going to stop right here at this place, and I am going to pray. Father God, I thank you. I thank you that you meet every need that is represented by your children, that you know our needs. You know what we're going to pray even before a word is formed in our mouth because you know us. You are intimately acquainted with us. You realize in fact you created us to be uniquely who we are. So I thank you that you are going to uniquely, you are going to individually touch us in that place where we need a touch from you. I thank you, Lord Jesus, you are our wisdom, our knowledge, and our understanding, and that we have you. I thank you, that spirit of being an orphan, someone who is on the outside looking in, that someone who believes that I must. Do something to make myself acceptable and pleasing in order to receive this unconditional love. I thank you that that spirit is broken over your children in the name of Jesus. That they begin to understand that there is nothing that they can do that will qualify them. Hallelujah for this great divine love that is you, that you are graciously giving us of yourself this love. You remind us in your word that you so love the world that you sent your son. So I thank you, Lord God, that the lies that have been sown into the lives of your children, that those lies are broken, that they are weakened by the presence of your Holy Spirit. Those lies are weakened and they begin to dissipate like smoke in the air, no longer holding your children captive, for they are precious in your sight. That it is by grace that they are saved, not by works. No man will be able to boast of his salvation. It's undeserved. Your son came and he paid the price. It was an overpayment. And we thank you, Lord God. I thank you. I thank you for those who are hearing this prayer, Lord God. I thank you that the words of truth are going forth, penetrating Those hearts breaking through the calluses that have grown over the heart, Lord God. Keeping your love out that this word is sharper than a two-edged sword. And it is able to divide and to cut through because you are greater. I thank you, Lord Jesus, that you have made a show of our enemies and we praise you for this in Jesus name in Jesus name hallelujah glory to god in Jesus name we praise you we praise you this is going to be a journey and i pray that you will be on this journey with me i am i am committed i am uh yearning to be in this place of rest that the Lord has created for me. Probably maybe next week I'll share part of my testimony. I wrote a little booklet called The Sparrow in the Stairwell and it is part of a testimony. And it was at a time and in a place where I was just completely worn out, but um I'll share that testimony next week in the in the broadcast. Also, check out our Facebook pages, uh, When Christians Speak, Talk Radio, and our most latest page is um, Christians Against Suicide and Depression, and this page is uniquely designed to give encouragement and hope and also to do spiritual warfare by using the Word of God to expose the lies and the deceptions of the enemy, but we know that he comes Steal to kill and destroy, but our Lord and Savior, He came to bring life, and not just life, but life more abundantly. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you for just continuing to to reveal Yourself to us. We're just we're so grateful. Amen. I'm going to move down now into um, Hebrews four, verse two. It says, for indeed we have had the glad tidings, gospel of God, proclaimed to us just as truly as they, the Israelites of old, did when the good news of deliverance from bondage came to them. But the message they heard did not benefit them because it was not mixed with faith. With the leaning of the entire personality on God in absolute trust and confidence in his power, his wisdom and goodness by those who heard it. Neither were they united in faith with the ones, Joshua and Caleb, who heard and did believe. Amen. This is a good example especially for believers who've been in the world for several decades before they came to Christ. Just like the Israelites that were in Egypt for 400 years under slavery, there was a an indoctrination that had taken place over those hundreds of years. You've got uh, people who were born into slavery, The initial people who were uh, placed under slavery, who were at one time free, well, they had passed on. And now you've got these generations of people who were being born into slavery. This was their life. This was the indoctrination. And even though the Lord had come and done mighty works, And delivering them, I mean, mighty miracles. If you go and read the story of Moses, through the power of God, delivering the Israelites, the children of God, out of bondage. The parting of the Red Sea, feeding them manna in the desert, being a cloud of fire at night to keep them warm. Because in the desert at night, it gets pretty cold. And in the daytime when it is extremely hot, there was a God covered them with a cloud from the harshness of the desert sun. But the strongholds in their minds were so strong and they weren't doing anything to renew their minds. Every time a challenge would come, they would fall back to that old mindset, woe is me, why is this happening to me, and da-da-da. And they had not taken what the Lord had done for them, starting from Egypt, the plagues that he had set upon Egypt, and finally the death of the firstborn sons of Egypt that passed over their households because the blood of the lamb was on their doorpost. They were in safety. They left. They were laden down with, with riches that had been given to them. All these things, but because they did not take the time to consider the goodness of the Lord, he was expressing to them how much He loved them, yet there was unbelief. And so they remained, that generation, not all of them, but most of that generation had to die out into the desert 40 years. But they could not enter into the rest because of unbelief. But we have a greater witness, and we're going to be looking at some of those things. We have a greater witness through our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. The deliverance that the Israelites had in that day of Moses is different. The Holy Spirit came upon certain people, and they prophesied, and God spoke through certain people. But unlike you and I, when we accept the Lord Jesus as our Lord and Savior, he comes and he dwells on the inside of us, his very spirit. They had a natural tabernacle that they built with hands. That the Lord would dwell in, that his spirit would come and dwell in. But now today we are the tabernacles. It's amazing what you think about the fact that the Lord would want to come and live on the inside of us. I'd like to speak to someone who may not know the Lord. It may not know of his goodness, of his loving kindness and his mercy. But you can't live this life in your own strength. You need a Savior. You need the forgiveness of sin because until you receive it, you are still under the bondage of sin and death, and you are under the curse that comes along with unforgiven sin. But the good news is that Jesus Christ says, so come, come just as you are. His arms are open wide. His heart is ready to receive. See you, and as you study His life in the New Testament, God had He had no problems in being with the outcasts within a culture, the prostitutes, the tax collectors, the lepers. Even in that particular time, if you were you had some sort of sickness or bleeding or something, you were considered unclean and you were kind of ostracized, put outside of the camp. But the Lord Jesus came demonstrating the true heart of the Father. So I say, ask the Lord Jesus to come in and save you. Thank him for dying for your sins and taking the punishment that was meant for you on himself. Amen, amen. Ask him to come and live in your heart. He will restore the years that the locusts have eaten. He will restore the things that the devil has robbed of your life. He will restore the joy. He will restore the peace. He will restore the confidence and the boldness that you need to live this life. He is everything that you need. So receive him today. He's waiting for you. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, we're at the end of this broadcast, and I didn't even get through all the scriptures that I have for today, but we're going to get through this no matter how long it takes because we need to be a free people. It has been purchased. Our freedom has been purchased, and rest is a freedom, a rest. In your mind, a rest where you don't wake up and and your head is already in the office before you even step foot out of the bed, that you can't find rest from your own thoughts. But I'm here to tell you that dominion has been restored to you, and it is a promise, a promise that you don't have to pledge or secure through a negotiation. There's not a price that you can pay for it. The price has been paid. It's a promise from God. Hey, hallelujah. And it has been graciously bestowed upon you, children of God. So, Father, we thank you for just another time to just Reflect upon your goodness. We thank you that you are our strength, even in our times of weakness, that when we are weak, you are strong in our lives. So be blessed today. Continue to dwell on the goodness of the Lord. Continue to remind yourself that there is a rest that is your inheritance that has been purchased for you by the blood of Jesus Christ. Know that no weapon formed against you in this day will be able to stand. So I will see you next Thursday, praise God, at 12 noon for another hour of declaring the finished work. And we just praise God. We give Him all the glory. We give Him all the honor. And I want to just thank you for listening today. God bless you. May his face shine upon you. May the glory of God be upon you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.